Welcome to the Declaration Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us. We pray that today's message encourages you and blesses you. If you'd like to connect with us, please visit us at declaration.org. Hey, welcome to church, everybody. Uh, Right there from the comfort of your own living room. Don't get too comfortable because we miss being in the same house with you. Uh, But we are making uh, the most of a situation today, and so we want to thank you for joining us this morning. Um, We want to get going. Just a few quick announcements. Obviously, with all of the coronavirus things, we're kind of on a day-to-day, and so we have had to postpone the launch of Foundations. That'll be coming back, that small group that we're launching again uh, right here. Well, it was supposed to be this Sunday, but, but we will update you on that as well as the Rollins small group, um, and then also the men's event at Top Golf. We've had to postpone that, but we'll be getting back with you on all those details of when those things are going to happen. All right, well, let's, let's jump in this morning. You know, I was thinking about just uh, the situation that we're all in right now, not just uh, only us, but obviously the whole world is in the same situation today, and it made me start thinking about other moments in time where we were facing a disaster or you know some sort of uh, the, some sort of situation where there was a lot of fear gripping society and i thought about hurricane katrina for a minute and and it's always interesting to kind of watch how the blame game begins to take place in moments of disaster um, you know thinking about katrina for example to some the mayor was to blame. People were blaming the mayor. I believe at the time it was Mayor Nagin. Um, for some, the director of FEMA was to blame. For some, it was the governor. Um, he was to blame. Uh, for some, it was, it was those who refused to take heed of, of the directives of emergency personnel. They would not um, vacate their premises. They would not evacuate their homes. For some, they were to blame. For some, um, they were blaming the people who actually built the levees. And for some, they were blaming the president. But the truth was is... Really, there was no one to blame but a storm. A storm was to blame. A storm had happened. And, um, you know, of course, yeah, are there things that we could have done differently? Well, sure, there's always things that, that we could do differently that we see in hindsight. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. But at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is storms will come into our lives. Storms will come into our lives. A storm actually we see in Scripture came into the life of Jesus and his disciples as well. There's a story in the Gospels. We're going to be actually in the book of Mark. But there's a story in the Gospel where we see Jesus and his disciples encounter a storm. Now, this is not abnormal for the Sea of Galilee. If you know anything about that region, um, this is where we're going to find Jesus and his guys in Mark chapter 4. The Sea of Galilee is surrounded by mountains. Um, It's notoriously known for some crazy storms to break out. And just north of this body of water is Mount Hermon, um, which is usually capped with snow. And what will happen is is a a gust of that cold air will come down off that mountain and hit that water. It will combine with that that warm, moist air around Galilee, and it will cause for some explosive weather patterns. Um, It's exactly what we see happen in the book of Mark in our story of chapter 4. So let let me read it for you right here. Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 35, it says this. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and they started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats did follow. But soon... It says a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? And when Jesus woke up, 
he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then Jesus asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They began to ask. Even the wind and the waves obey him. You know, sometimes the truth of the matter in life, we will face some storms. Storms will come. But this message from this passage, I believe, tells us that we, we can have peace in the midst of a storm. We can have peace from panic. We can have peace in moments of things like pandemics. So let's just pray together for a moment this morning, and uh, we're going to dive right in. Father, we just ask you to uh, speak to us this morning, God. Um, give us something applicable to encourage us, to remind us that you're in control, that you're in charge, that you are sovereign, that you are right, that you are good. And, um, and Lord, I just pray that we would apply these relevant words of life empowered by your Holy Spirit from your scripture. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Starting back in Mark chapter 4, as evening came, Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he said, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So that's what they did. They got in their boats, according to verse 2. They start out, they leave the crowds behind, although there was some following, scripture says. But soon they encounter this great fierce storm and high waves begin to break across the boat and it began to fill the boat up with water, it says. Now, now understand, just based upon all the news that we're seeing right now all around us, we are also in a season of storm. First thing I really want you to know about today, right now, in fact, the first point we have is there will be storms that come in our life. There will be storms that come. There will be seasons of storms that, that surround us. And obviously, man, we, we're in one of them right now. Not just us, not just our city, not just our state, not just our country, but the entire world is in a season of a storm right now. In fact, we can expect storms to come. Scripture shows us that, that we can expect to encounter storms in life. Look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. It says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery trials that you were going through as if something strange were happening to you. I mean, Scripture tells us right here, don't be surprised. In other words, it says we can expect to have moments just like these. Storms in life should come at no real surprise. We should always stand at the ready, ready, I mean, ready to walk in faith and not by sight, which I know is very hard to do. We, we start looking at the news, we start just plugging in for even 10 seconds, and it's very easy to begin to walk by sight because everywhere we look, it's as if all we can see is that we're constantly surrounded by fear and panic. But I want you to notice something interesting about verse 1 that I noticed. I want you to notice going across the lake was actually Jesus' idea. Look back at it, verse 1, or verse 35. As evening came, it says that Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross the lake and go to the other side. See, it was Jesus who had the idea for them to cross the lake. Now, I want you to listen to this. Jesus chose to get in the boat and bring his boys with him. Jesus was leading them even in this moment, even in a moment where they were going to encounter a storm. Jesus, as, as he led them in many other moments, he was leading them. He says, let's get in the boat and let's cross the lake. I, I don't want you to miss that. Verse 37, but soon it says a fierce storm comes up. High winds begin to break across the, that boat and, and that boat began to fill with water. So here they are in a boat. 
um, on the water, a fierce storm comes, a storm that is so rough, so violent that high waves begin to break across the bow of that boat and it begins to fill up. They, they begin to see water. The boat is taking on water. Now I want you, I mean, can you imagine the panic that must have taken hold of all of these guys in this moment? Can you imagine the fear that most likely began to set in? I mean, these guys are seeing all this. They're enduring all this in real time. And in the scripture we see in verse 38, it says, And Jesus is asleep at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. Now, I know it's not really a funny scenario, but I thought it was kind of funny when I read that verse in context. All this stuff is going on, and here's Jesus on the back of the boat, head on a cushion, just comfortable chilling on a cushion, right? Just just snoozing through the storm. His disciples are in full-blown panic. It says they wake him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're about to drown here? Don't you see, basically, what's happening, Jesus? Can't you see what's going on? Wake up. I mean, how are you sleeping through this? I mean, help us. Do you, do, do you see what's happening here, basically? How can you be asleep in the midst of the storm? And I, I, bet, I bet there's some of us that already have begun to ask God that question. God, how can you, where are you? I mean, how are you sleeping through this? So here's the disciples, man. They are in full freak out mode, afraid they're all gonna die. Needless to say, fear has taken the place of faith. And truth was, there was really no need for them to begin to full on panic. Why? Because Jesus was actually in the boat with them. Remember, listen, storms are gonna come, but Jesus is in the boat, Are you hearing me this morning? Storms are going to come, but Jesus is in the boat. God is on board, everybody. And and yes, the world is completely full of panic right now over this pandemic. And and yes, the stock market, man, it is riding some massive, crazy storm waves. And for some people, it's as if the high waves are beginning to break into their lives. And it's as if um, their life is beginning to take on water. And you might be one of them this morning. You know, you you may be afraid, feeling like basically you're going to drown. You may be afraid um, of of getting sick. You may be afraid of of losing your job. You may be afraid of what impact is this going to have on my parents and my grandparents and my children. You may be afraid of the economy right now. You may be sitting there right now in the comfort of your living room afraid of death or dying. And that's a very real fear that may be gripping some of us. But listen to me. There are gonna be storms in life, but Jesus is in the boat. Take heart. This storm is not something that shocks God. It's not something that takes God by surprise. He is still sovereign. Even in our state of fear and worry, God has a plan. Even in a pandemic, we can have peace. I mean, if you think about the life of Abram, Abraham, we've, we've been looking at Abraham all through the movement initiative and, and even through this current series, Accelerate, that we're in. And, and this is supposed to be week three of Accelerate. I'm just calling this kind of week 3.1, right? We're, we're going to kind of take a little deviation just for a second, but, but still talk about faith. We need to have big faith in moments, especially like this. So I was thinking about Abraham and and, you know, even with all the wonderful promises that God made to Abraham, I, I want you to see what it says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 15. It says this, and so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Now, in the original language, this verse reads so much stronger. In fact, it uses the word, I'm going to try to say it's a Greek word, but it uses this word macrothumia, which actually can be translated to mean steadfastness, endurance, Um, constancy, but even the more striking word that it really, really hones in on is a word called long-suffering. 
Now, I want you to think about this. This verse, if read with the original language intention to mind, it would say, and so after long suffering, Abraham received what he was promised. See, God, he made these great promises to Abram. Um, blessing, lineage, descendants, family, generations, land. I mean, these promises. But in order for Abraham to receive these promises, he's going to have to go through seasons of patience, long suffering. He's going to have to walk through some potential storms. And that's exactly the way life is. That's the way our life is. Even with the promises of God on our side, we will see hardships. We will see seasons of great storms just like the one we face right now. But again, remember, God is in the boat with us. We are okay. God is in the boat. And right now, we may be just like we see the disciple. We may feel like them. We may think like them. We, we may feel like them more right now, gripped in fear, than we ever have in our lifetime. I don't, I don't know if any of us have ever experienced or seen something to this magnitude. It's, it's unprecedented, honestly, even for my lifetime. And we may feel a lot like the disciples. We may be saying, gosh, don't you care, Jesus? Where are you? Wake up. Are you asleep? I mean, th- there's so many right now probably in this world that are saying things like, do you care about us, God? Don't you see this? Where are you? They may, they may be saying, God, do you see the stock market? Do, do you see the price of oil and gas? I mean, look at this perfect storm with this virus and what's going on in Saudi Arabia and what's going on in Russia and now what's you know, happening right here on our shores. Do you see what's going on, God? Do you see what's happening right now in our own country and our families? Do you see what's happening, God, in our grocery stores? We can't even get toilet paper. Come on, somebody. God, you know, my kids, have, my kids have been on break for a week, and now there's another sanctioned week of break, God. Help us, Lord. Schools are closing. There's anxiety and social distancing, and, and of course, the economy, God. I mean, do you see this? Where are you? It may feel like God is absent. It may, it may feel like to some of us God is ambivalent. It may, it may be feeling to some of us like God's asleep. And the disciples, man, they are freaking out, so they go to wake Jesus up who strangely, again, sound asleep in the middle of a storm. Don't you care about us, Jesus? Do something. Do something. See, we we all may feel like Jesus is asleep on the job right now, but we can be assured our God never sleeps. In fact, let's look at it, Psalm 121. And and let's find encouragement right here. Psalm 121, just eight simple verses. but, But look what it says. This is a psalm for pilgrims ascending into Jerusalem. Look what this says. It says, I look up to the mountains... Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and earth. Remember, God created all that we see, all that we know. And and as we were praying actually um, Saturday morning, man, we just prayed and we realized that, you know, God could just take a big deep breath and exhale one breath and literally call all creation to order just like that. I mean, that's how powerful he is. So the Psalms, are, the Psalms are saying, my help comes from the Lord who made all of this. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. And listen to what that says. He will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. He's always on the job. He's always at the ready. The Lord himself watches over you. It says the Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night, the Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. And listen, I want that to encourage somebody today. 
no matter what you're thinking and feeling, no matter what's going on that you see with your eyes, man, the Lord is watching over your life. It says that Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. So here's, here's what I want you to see today. Yes, there will be storms. And though it may feel like Jesus is asleep in the storm, the second thing I want you to take away from this is Jesus will be with us in this storm. And remember, listen to me. Listen, he's in our boat. He is for us. If you're gonna be in a storm, the one person that you want in your boat, I promise, is Jesus, right? Jesus could have stayed on the shore. He could have told the disciples, hey, take, take off. You know, let them take their chances by themselves. But he did not do that. Listen to me. Where they went, he went. He led them where they were going. He led them. The problem the disciples had was not about Jesus, you know, being with them in the boat. He was with them. The, the problem the disciples had was, was, more about, um, was more about that Jesus was asleep in the boat while they're in, enduring the storm. You know, I mean, he had been ministering. He'd be doing all these things. He'd been healing people. It's one of the few times in Scripture that we actually see the humanity of Jesus sleeping for a moment. It's the only time I can think of. I've seen other times where Jesus is praying. I mean, he's praying through the night sometimes. But this is the only time in Scripture where I have seen Jesus. I mean, my man is taking a siesta in the middle of the storm, right? In a moment, here they are, the disciples, fully wigging out. And they say, man, you got to wake up, Jesus. Now, going back to Mark 4. When Jesus woke up in verse 39, he rebukes the wind and says to the waves, he speaks to the waves. Remember, the words of God literally will create worlds. And Jesus speaks to the waves and he says, silence and be still. Suddenly, it says, the wind stops and there's a great calm. This is why as we pray, listen, we're we're to be people of faith, praying and believing that the supernatural God who created the universe is surely in control of things like a coronavirus. Are you hearing me? Surely in control of things like our stock market, our daily changes. God is in control. And right now, I, I know we may feel so confused and some of us may feel very worried. I, I know it feels like everything um, has just dramatically changed seemingly overnight. Um, I know it feels like that we're in unprecedented waters. But many... Um, just like I said a while ago, many of us have never been a part of something like this that we're experiencing right now in any of our lifetimes. But listen, we can take heart. We know storms will come, but Jesus is with us. Third thing I want you to see today is this. Jesus can calm the storm. He can calm the storm, and I believe he will. Verse 39, when he woke up, when he, when he saw what was happening, when he saw the disciples, he rebukes the wind and says to the waves, silence be still and scripture says suddenly right in that moment the wind stops and there is a great calm then he asked them why are you afraid why are you afraid do you still have no faith now see if you go to the same story just kind of cross-reference to Matthew chapter 8 we see some things that have happened in context now and what had just been happening is Jesus has been healing a whole lot of people. And his disciples had had a front row seat to be a part of that, to see that, to experience that, to, to experience the power of God on display through Jesus. Here he is in the boat. He is with them. The storm is there. They're gripped in fear. They're, they're not walking in faith. They have every reason to believe right now that they should be okay. After all, Jesus, the one who they just saw heal these people, 
Man, he is with them. I mean, he had healed a leper. He had healed a paralyzed man in great pain. He had healed um, so many and delivered many from demons. And they had seen all this. And here he is present on board, on the boat. And what does he do? He calms the storm. Again, reminding us, even right now, in our moment, we can take heart. Why? Because this storm, too, that we face is temporary. Jesus brought calm to their storm, and Jesus will bring calm to our storm. We can trust him. We can rely on him. Our hope is secure in him. We can lean on him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your own understanding. Lean not only on the things that you can see, but in all ways, in every way, acknowledge him. He will make our path straight. He will cause the waters to be still. He will calm the storm. Our passage ends in verse 41. It says, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Now remember, after all that they had seen and experienced already, now they've seen a supernatural act of the power of God through Jesus. And they're realizing, they're saying, man, even the wind and the waves obey him. Listen, storms will come. We're in one now. Jesus is with us in the storm. We can be assured he can calm this storm, and I believe he will. I believe it's a temporary moment for us. Jesus will use our storms to show his sovereignty. He will use this storm to reveal himself in a radical and supernatural way. Remember, if we want to see a radical move of God, it will require a radical faith in God. If we are called to accelerate legacy joyfully, joyfully we have to be okay knowing Jesus is in the boat while we endure this storm. God will receive glory from this moment in time. Because see, God has a way of using moments where we find ourselves desperate to be drawn to him. Number four, last thing, Jesus will use our storms to show us his sovereignty. Our goal is that we trust God implicitly in this storm. That we walk in faith, even when the world is gripped in fear. And, 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 and the prayer is that the, the gospel would go forth in a powerful way to show the world the power and the truth of who Jesus is. May the truth of God be validated as we walk through this storm in great faith, confident, assured, in the truth of Jesus. That when the calm comes, the world around us might start asking questions like, who is this Jesus that you've trusted? Who, how can I have the peace that you have had through this panic and through this pandemic? How can I have faith like I saw in you and not be held captive in fear? Who is this man? Who is this Jesus? Man, my prayer is that we would earn um, the right to share the gospel in, in so many ways that, that God would usher in revival because of the radical faith that we walk in through the storm. That's my prayer. Listen, it's, it's times like these that, that I believe the church awakens and rises up in faith because God can and will use this storm if we believe and show the world that he is indeed sovereign, that he is in control that, that the things that we say with our lips, we're really backing up with our lives, especially in moments when we're squeezed. I, I had a, a youth uh, speaker one time when I was a student. He said, you want to know what your life is really made of? You'll find out when you're squeezed. 
because all that's going to come out. And so right now, as, as, as we feel the squeeze happening of coronavirus and, and economy and oil and all of the things that, that seemingly just, man, it just, it just kind of felt like it happened overnight. Man, what is the world going to see coming out of us in this moment? Storms are going to come. Jesus is with us. He will be with us in the storm. He can calm the storm, and he will use this storm to show his sovereignty. Let me end this way if I can. I want want you to think of this. If a little child was on the boat, what do you think he would have done? Go back to that passage. If a little child was on the boat, what do you think he would have done? See, when kids are scared, they run to safety. Um, they cling to their mother's legs. They bury their faces in their dad's chest. I remember when I was a kid and we would go to the, the store, I would get literally caught up on the toy aisle. That, you know, mom would, would take me to the toys uh, most of the time because I wore her out to take me to that section. And, and I would stand there just dumbfounded looking and, and I would not, pay. it's like the world would fade away and all of a sudden I would clue back in and I'd start looking around and my mom had gone to another aisle and I would full on freak out. I'm talking like Amber Alerts are going off. People are coming around the aisles because I am losing my mind. I don't know where my mom went. And then all of a sudden, if, if I just walked around to the other aisle and take a look, there she is. She would always come. She would hear me start to scream, and she'd come looking for me. And then as soon as I'd find her, man, I'd bury my head and, and just kind of just grab her leg and just hold on for dear life. I didn't know where she went. That's exactly what kids do most of the time when they're scared. They cling to their mother's legs. They bury their, their face into their dad's chest. See, I've got, I've got a... A sense that a scared little child on that boat in that moment with Jesus and those disciples, they probably would have curled right up next to Jesus. See, the Bible reports that he had to tell his disciples at one time, if you remember this story, don't hinder the little children from coming to me. Why? Because they were drawn to him. They clung to him. They knew he was safe. Instead of shouting at Jesus to wake up or accusing him of not caring, a little child would have probably just snuggled right up next to him buried his face into Jesus and felt like he was in the safest place on that boat. See, during the storms of our lives, there's a tendency to shout out in anger, to, um, to wallow in perceived feelings of abandonment, and we forget what the disciples forgot. God is in the boat. God is on our boat. God, the maker of heaven and earth, is with us. Nothing is impossible to him. Nothing is too complicated for him, and nothing is out of his control. So instead, I think that we simply just need to curl up next to Jesus and cling to him and ride out this storm. It's temporary. So church, let's do that. Let's cling to Jesus because it's the safest place that we can be. Let me pray for you. Father, I do pray for each and every one of us today that we're reminded that we can be confident in our hope that we have in you. And Jesus, would you just bring a calm to this storm? And um, even as we see waves and wind, God, that you would give a calm to our hearts and to our minds to know that you're with us. You've never left us. You've not forsaken us. God, you're, you're with us in the boat. We pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen.